Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Thursday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour from the Southern Bank Corps Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Glad you're with us. Full gang is here, Bob, Kelly, and Luke. We're glad you're aboard as well. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of Southern Miss. Great place to eat dinner tonight with my wife out of town. I'll probably be seeing them quite a bit over the next several days. And uh, great supporters of USM. We thank Dickies for all they do and uh, remind you to cater any event, whether it be large or small. All right, great show today. We're going to be talking uh, to Davis Gillespie. A lot of hubbub around baseball and this young man. Look forward to that interview. Mike Frazier from uh, Juco Weekly will be joining us a little later in the show. But we're going to kick it off with a guy that's no stranger to the Eagle Hour. Eddie Brescher is the men's golf coach at uh, Southern Miss. They're headed off for a big tournament where they're planning to curb stomp both Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Do I have Let's that go. right, Eddie? Do I have that Let's right? Let's go. Well, we're going to give it, as they say, the old college try, baby. <laughs> All right, tell us about the tournament you're going to. So we have got a tournament at Fallen Oak. Uh, Fallen Oak is renowned as the number two resort course in the country, um, about 65 miles from our campus, so kind of in our backyard a very, very elite championship-level golf course. And this will be year one of the inaugural Fallen Oak Collegiate Invitational. Uh, Fantastic field. We'll have 12 colleges represented in this field this year. And us, uh, Southern Miss, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State are your tri-hosts for the tournament. Also featured in the field will be Auburn, Colorado, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana Tech, SMU, Central Florida, UNLV, and Wisconsin. Wow. And, and all kidding aside, you just say Ole Miss had a very good golf team and, uh, you know, plays really well. They do. Both State and Ole Miss have good golf programs, but guess what? So do we. So we're ready for a fight, man. Absolutely. Now, you just you just came back from the West Coast, uh, Coach Brescher. The Oregon – Beautiful as it is, this time of year can be blustery, windy. Uh, but you guys, you know, play decent out there, but tough. Kind of fill in some blanks for us. Yeah, it was it was a solid week. Um, and, and you know, there were fourteen teams in the field. We finished sixth. So if you really look at it from a collegiate golf standpoint, we finished eight and five on the week. So it was a winning week for us, a winning record against the field. Um, so it could have been better. It could have been worse. Uh, the conditions were very difficult. We played in rain the 36-hole day. 
until about the last nine holes and the weather broke, sun came out. So we started making some birdies then. Had a decent, you know, we were kind of, I think we were in ninth place going into the final round. So we, we did do okay the final round, but it was, again, rainy. The wind really picked up. Um, even though the greens were soft, the pins were tucked. And we played it at about 7,400 yards. So it's all you wanted lengthwise. But, you know, it, it was a solid week. But, again, we finished 8-5. and five, So we did pick up a winning record on the week against the nation. And we're going to hopefully continue that this week. Man, when you look at the headlines of the Southern Miss golf team, I mean, every headline is led with the name Robbie Ladder. Robbie Ladder. Robbie Ladder. Man, how would you describe the year that this guy is having? Well, Robbie is a fantastic talent. Um, Robbie is on a, a pretty good stretch right now. He is a fifth-year senior for our program. So, you know, when it's all said and done, if you do look at the record book on career scoring, which is kind of the measuring stick that I like to make decisions off of, his body of work is right now it's on pace for the best career scoring average in the history of Southern Miss Golf. So we're going to hopefully continue that trend his fifth year. Well, Luke, since since he came on this program and was in this studio, his career has only gotten better. Luke, I think that definitely should tell you what you it weren't means. on that day, were you, Sander? I think there's a direct correlation. No, right? no, I was I was here that day. I got you. Well, we call yeah, that right. the Kelly Santa effect, baby. There it you goes go. In both directions, that, that, don't coach. Don't by don't the way, it can, it can go in, in either direction. Uh, Robbie did shoot a sixty-eight uh, day one, and then shot 70, 73, 73. Pat had a good weekend as well, seventy in round two. I was just looking at the the, the scorecard here. Only three teams had two golfers inside the top eleven, and, and those two were were in it for you. Correct. Yeah, it, it's you know I'll be honest with you. After this year, those are going to be some big shoes to fill for both Robbie and and Pat. They have been fantastic talents. They're going to go down as, as two of the best players to ever lace it up for the black and gold. It's going to be hard to replace them. I feel like we've got some great commitments in place for our next signing class that hopefully we can develop, and hopefully guys can fill those shoes on the returning role side of things. But, you know, the, those two guys, when you, you just show them to the tee box and, and point them in the right direction, they're going to bring in some good numbers for you. Um, we do want to talk about this. Uh, you're standing in a special place, and there's some exciting news that we need to let Southern Miss golf fans and Southern Miss Eagles know about. So, I, yeah, I'm actually at our home golf course right now. I'm, I'm on the world-renowned veranda of uh, Hattiesburg Country Club, and I look to my right, and I can see a large piece of land that has been cleared off in the last week for where our new golf center is going to go. So, uh, we do have uh, a lot of big things coming, um, and this is a project that is taking years and years of hard work, and it has taken an army of people. No one person did this. It has taken an army of people to become a reality, and the buzz and the excitement around Southern Miss Golf to have first-class facilities like we have coming in the in the works. It's so exciting, man. Uh, I just I can't tell you how much more efficient we will operate as a golf program than what we have in the past. What what's the and, and just to remind our listeners, you shared a lot of it, but just the, the the three or four biggest things that you're going to have now with the center that you did not have before. Well, let's use yesterday as a great example. Now, granted I was in Oregon, but I do hear from my wife and others that uh we had a pretty nasty day yesterday with the weather. Um I can guarantee you there's probably less than five rounds of golf played at, at, 
in the city of Hattiesburg yesterday because of the amount of rain. Well, if that's the case, we have to cancel practice. Now, anymore with this golf center, we will never have another practice canceled. Um, you know, similar to when they renovated Pete Taylor Park and they did the turf on the field. I know there were many, many days where Coach Barry and the boys had to cancel practice and you know, that's not the case anymore. They can get a downpour, and, and Oz and the boys are back on the field in 10, 15 minutes. Um, so that will alleviate a lot of stress there because we do get a lot of rainy days down here in, in Hattiesburg, even though we don't get snow for our sport. Um, also, you know, if there's issues with club repair or club fitting or properly dialing into your TrackMan numbers, we'll have all that in-house. I don't have to send my guys down to the coast to 150Golf to – to get repairs done or get fitted, you know, I can just have those guys come up here and, and do it all in house and, and right here, Johnny on the spot. It, it's going to be amazing how we will operate and how much more efficiently we will operate at the golf program. What's the time frame for that, Eddie? Um, I'm hoping by this summer we'll be hitting balls out of it. Wow. Well, that's great. That's great. That's one thing I think guys, and you can, you can give your opinion here, Eddie. It's one thing I've observed that Jeremy McLean, he looks after all the sports. I mean, it's not some athletic directors. I think it's fair to say come in, man. They focus on football, football, football. But look what's happened with the baseball facility. Look what's happening with the golf facility. I mean, you could go on and on. Am I not right about that? He uh, he has an eye for every sport as opposed to being maybe focused on on just one major sport. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, Jeremy and I, we go way back. Uh, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for people like Jeremy McLean. You know, so my family is, is forever indebted to, to men like that, like he is. Yeah, I mean, he looks after everybody. You know, he is he's the man that runs the company, and he hears all of our, our wants, our needs, our concerns. And we try to bring solutions to the table when we do identify areas of improvement within the athletic department. I mean, it, it, in certain sports, you know, yes, we get it. Okay, we're golf. Do we move the needle like football? No, and that's okay. But we know that Hattiesburg is a golf city. We know that we've got a fantastic donor base and that we can build a really good nationally recognized golf program here in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Right. And we know the golf program is in good hands with you, Coach. Uh, we appreciate uh, you coming on the show. And uh, go up there and, and, and give a little Golden Eagle lesson to those Bulldogs and Rebels and come back and tell us how much fun that was, right? <laughs> well, thank you guys. You know, I, I bleed black and gold. I've been here a long time. I, I love it here. You know, my kids were born here in Hattiesburg, and it, it's a great place to call home and raise a family, man. Right. Best of luck to you, Coach. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate y'all. All right. Eddie Brescher, everybody. Head golf course. They have the best life, don't they? Oregon, Hattiesburg Country Club. Now he's going to another golf club. But yet there's another sport where Mississippi State and Ole Miss are glad to have us along, yeah. you know, or to or us to play them or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Right. Well, hopefully one day that'll be every sport. Basketball really. now we're playing. That's All right. three of the That's teams right. are playing. Good, good dodgeball program they have in Oxford. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Oh, I like that, Luke. I got yeah. the reference. I got it. We'll be right back. We're going to talk Southern Miss baseball. That's always fun. New name is creating quite a stir. We're going to have him on the show next.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, we're glad you're with us this afternoon. Bob Kelly and Luke. We're at the Southern Bank Corps Studios in Hattiesburg. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net, where you'll find golf apparel. We're just talking to the golf coach. Baseball apparel. We're about to talk to a baseball player. Uh, football apparel, of course. Miss Kathleen just does a great job down there. You can shop them seven days a week, or you can, of course, go online at campusbookmark.net. Also want to thank Town & Country Cleaners, Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaning service, for their sponsorship of our program. Family-owned and operated since 1983. They offer services including steaming, uh, bedding, curtains, rugs, and, of course, dry cleaning to make you look your very best. GQ every day, like my good friend Kelly Sander. Visit Town & Country Cleaners at our convenient location across from the USM campus on Hardy Street. And a lot of Southern Miss football fans are already steamed, so they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't need uh, those services necessarily. Be but. careful. Be careful. <laughs> Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear that anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Or, of course, everybody but Kelly can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. All right, Kelly was at the baseball practice earlier. We talked a lot about this yesterday. He he came back, and <laughs> in our conversations, I could tell he was really impressed with what he saw. All right, set up this interview. And Davis Gillespie is is a young man who's competing for the uh, third base position with Gabe Broadus. Gabe Broadus uh, was on that national championship team at Pearl River a couple of years ago. This just shows you how deep this Southern Miss baseball team is. you got a guy who knows how to win. Natties, because he won a national championship at Pearl River. Gabe Broadus did. He's competing with Davis Gillespie, who's from uh, Birmingham, Alabama. And this Gillespie kid, you talk to some of the players too, and Broadus is having a great fall. But this Gillespie kid, man, can ju- is so strong. And they were talking about in one of the scrimmages that had his had one of his shots not hit the scoreboard. They said it would have been picked up on National Weather Service radar that this thing was hit so, and that he might have broken a couple of the bulbs in uh-huh. in the scoreboard that it was hit so hard. Um, physically strong kid, and this is a name that that you'll want to watch. I had a chance to to uh, sit down and talk with him the other day about uh, about his potential for starting at third base, and so let's let's learn a little bit about uh, Davis Gillespie. Davis, tell first of all now how fall is going, not only from your point of view, but from what you've seen from the team. Yeah, I think it's going great. Um, obviously, we've got a lot of new guys. It's a whole new team, pretty much. We've still got you know, Slade and Carson. They're the leaders of this team, and I think they're really holding us together. So I think we're going great so far. A lot of guys have talked about uh, how your bat, they always thought that your, get, that your bat was going to be something to behold, and uh, so far, so good this fall, at least – Yes, in that aspect, yeah. um, I'm definitely working on things, you know, with timing and all that stuff. That I think the fall is great for. Um, still working on my mental approach, and I think it's all coming together. Birmingham, you know, there's a lot of different areas. I mean, to the east, you got all the Cobb stuff, the perfect game stuff. You know, you got some big schools there in the in that Alabama area. What what brought you to Southern Miss? What was the deciding factor for you? I knew that this was a program of great history. It's had a great tradition here. I loved the coaches when I met them. Um, great facilities. Even when I first heard about this place, it wasn't near what it is now. And even now, it's even more than it was. You and Gabe Broadus are, are, are battling now for, for third base. Um, a lot of people these days, these younger kids in travel ball, it's like if I can't start, you know, they're going to run to another team. 
But here, you guys, you and Gabe are two great players. You're battling it out. Competition's healthy. Yes, it is. He's a great guy. Um, we've gotten to know each other over these past few months and still getting to become friends. I think he's a great guy, and we're having fun while doing it. What's your advice to these, to these travel league players and parents that, that run from competition and think that competition's a four-letter word? I love the competition. I think that's the best part about baseball, the competition. Um, the younger kids should be focused on having fun and, and competing, like you said. But that's how you get better, isn't it? Right. I mean, being around better players. Oh, yeah. That's how, that's how it all comes together. I, that's how I think of it looking back on my travel days. What's the, been the biggest adjustment coming from the high school game to, to not just any program, but to a high-level Division One? It's the amount of guys that are talented, you know, in high school, you have one or two guys that are up there, but here it's every one one to nine. It's every guy's at their best. If if it is if if hitting really is all about technique, why isn't every guy hitting home runs? Why doesn't every guy have the ability to hit them as far as you hit them? For example, most guys don't talk about this, but it's the approach to hitting. It's not necessarily all in your swing. Everyone can have a good swing, but it's when it comes a time to having an approach and getting your swing off and knowing what the pitcher has now, now you're a big dude and guys talk about you know what a, what a big dude you are I mean can, can a can a baseball player ever get too big to and to where they lose flexibility and, I, and where's that fine line I you're right um you know I haven't found that yet I've gained my pounds but um it's all about I think what you eat you can't be going eat McDonald's five days a week to gain weight. Okay, well, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if you got to watch your food that close, right. you know, I'm out. So um, besides your, your timing, what are some other things that you want to work on this fall to get ready for the spring? Right now um, I'm working on hitting different pitches, if that makes sense. Um, Did you have a particular weakness that you wanted to work on? Right now I'm working on hitting the low pitch, getting down to it so I'm not always hitting a ground ball when it's a low pitch. I want to be able to hit the low pitch in the air. And, and what are you studying at Southern Miss? And what's the dream job? Let's, let's say baseball doesn't work out. Right. And at some point, even if, even if you do succeed on the field, mm-hmm. you'll have to do something. Right. So what do you like to do off the field? Right now I'm in a, an accounting major. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> Was there nothing else? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm figuring it out. I definitely want to be in the business field, but I'm still looking to see what I want to do after college. Is Birmingham too far away from home, or is it just right? I think it's just right. It's a straight three-hour drive. I don't think it's too much at all. No, didn't want to go to UAB? Oh, no. No. <laughs> I don't like downtown Birmingham. <laughs> okay. Well, we're glad to have you here, and we look forward to a great career for you in the black and gold. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. All right, uh, Davis Gillespie, yesterday we were talking about Slade Wilkes playing outside linebacker. Uh, where, would you, where would you put Davis Gillespie on the football field? Anywhere he wants to. <laughs> if you wanted to play. I think what I, what I took most out of that interview, Bob, is that the way this guy hits a ball, if anybody makes a mistake and leaves it up, they'll never make that mistake again because they will find it on the radar. So any any pitcher that is smart, the only way they're going to get this guy out is to pitch him low, right? Because any any pitching coach will say, if you're going to miss, miss low particularly with your power hitters. So he better expect to see a lot of low pitches. So that's what he's working on, knowing that the scouting report is going to see waste up. This guy is trouble, 
All right, so he's going to be seeing a lot of pitches from the waist down. So that's what he's working on to try to perfect. He should bring a lot of punch to the lineup. Yeah, and and Gabe Broadus has been right there with him this Mm -hmm. fall. This is going to be a really interesting battle at third base. But the real winner in this battle is going to be Coach Ostrander because this is a a no-lose situation with either one of these guys. Luke, our man Kelly came back uh, from spending some time with the baseball team wide-eyed at the uh, the depth of talent on the team. It's exciting to talk about. Yeah, I mean, don't you feel like Kelly that um, you there? We've we've talked the ability to reload pitching, reload pitching, reload pitching. Even you know last year um, with the ability uh, to just seemingly replace. Now you got to replace Tanner Hall and. It's kind of good in this fall ball to see the amount of runs and home runs and hits and that, that this offense is capable of. Yeah, and we talked with Ozzie Pratt yesterday, but you've got Seth Smith, the true freshman from Mobile. This guy and, and all the guys on the team are talking about how unbelievably skilled this kid is as a true freshman. That's another name to watch is Seth Smith. He's going to battle Ozzie Pratt for the shortstop position as a true freshman. And when Luke, when you look at the overall size of these baseball players, now I'm 6'2 and a little over 200 pounds. <laughs> what, what are you laughing at? I'm sorry, I'll turn my mic on. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe a tad. 6'1. Okay. All right, but these guys are, are monsters. On this baseball team, I mean, this entire baseball team looks like they could play football. And, man, how baseball has changed. Oh, and there's not – Ozzie Pratt's probably the smallest guy on the team, which you would expect probably at shortstop. Yeah. But these are healthy, good-looking young men. That's exciting, man. We we obviously love the baseball program and uh, and, and another great kid. We, we talked a lot about that, Luke, yesterday. So all these kids we interviewed, we had basketball, baseball players on yesterday. They're just all outstanding kids and uh, – Makes you really proud to get around. Proud to see the type of athlete that comes to Southern Miss, Luke. Yeah, you just want him to embrace, uh, not listen to Kelly, just make things up about himself. So maybe, you know, the honesty will not, the, the dishonesty will not carry over. So, Kelly, we appreciate you not, uh, not corrupting, uh, young, young Golden yes. Eagles out there. There's not anything I said that wasn't true. I am above 200 pounds. It's like it, it's like when you're in North Korea. We have a monitor that follows Kelly around when he's around the athletes. You said slightly though. That that was slightly, what threw me off. That was the word, right? Well, there, in the slightly. words of Bill Clinton, what does slightly mean? <laughs> All right, it's Thursday. That means it's time for JUCO football. We've got the guy that knows a lot about that next on the show. Southern Miss to the top. All right. As you know, 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. It is a great place for lunch. It'll be a great place to hang out over the weekend. Golden Eagles are not playing Saturday, but there'll be a lot of good games down there, and I'm sure a lot of camaraderie and a lot of fun. 4th Street Bar and Grill right in the shadow of the rock. And again, I learned you can actually see it 
from the press box. So it literally is in the shadow of the rock. It's Thursday. Mike Frazier from uh, JUCO Weekly joins us every Thursday. My guys here are both going to be uh, in Poplarville tonight, uh, Mike, for the cat fight. Kelly is the PA announcer for Pearl River, and Luke is on the broadcast team for Jones. Who's going to walk away happy, and who's going to walk away sad? Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty easy question. Th- thanks for the layup question there. Uh, Jones, <laughs> Jones should take care of business on this one here. And, uh, you know, look for the running clock in this one. Yeah, I just uh, don't know what's going on at Pearl River. Uh, but, uh, man, they, they, are, they are struggling. Yeah, Kelly, We should make the announcement that Kelly has been to 85% of the 93 catfights. Isn't that right, Senator? Yeah, I missed a couple during World War II. Uh, <laughs> I was too busy avoiding the draft uh, back, back Kelly's then. the only guy that tried to avoid the draft in World War II, but go ahead. But, but there are, even even though there's there's a lot of emotion in, in the cat fight, and, and Jones certainly has, has had a great tradition of football there and, and continues to have, there are some, some other games that will that, that should be, at least on paper, Mike Frazier, a lot, a lot closer. Take us, take yeah, us no, through the MACCC schedule tonight. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Hines and Southwest, that's an intriguing football game. Uh, really want to see. It's a good measuring stick. Uh, another opportunity for uh, Southwest to uh, show their mustard. Uh, Hines uh, trying to you know keep their, their slim playoff hopes alive in that South division. But that's a game that's really, from a competitive standpoint, that and the Mississippi Gulf Coast Cole Lynn game really are the two big games tonight that I think will be competitive. You know, people want to write off Cole Lynn. I don't know if they'll win that game, but look, Glenn Davis is ready, and this this is the fight for freedom speech for him. He's good for one of those uh, a game, and this is a game they've got to have, so you're going to get Cole Lynn's best punch uh, here uh, if you're Mississippi Gulf Coast, and look, they are loaded. You know, Jay Dupree for Gulf Coast, five catches a game. He has seven touchdowns. That ranks fourth uh, nationally. You know about Eli Anderson throwing for over 1,100 yards and 14 touchdowns. Uh, that leads the South Division. Uh, you know, boy, how about Keontae Curry? You know, here's a guy five interceptions in that in that secondary for Gulf Coast. Uh, that's tied for the most of the NJCAA. And guys, two of his picks were off Ty Keys from East Mississippi uh, when they played a couple of weeks back. So, you know, they are really balanced on offense and defense. Is Mississippi Gulf Coast. And, and, and look, Jones, these are guys, they've got a lot of rock stars, too. you got Ole Miss commit linebacker. Luke, you know who I'm talking about, Raymond, Raymond Collins. Raymond Collins, yeah. You know, what a stud. What a rock star. Uh, and then look, even the punter, Bart. You know, 49, uh, what, what is he, the, uh, 49 yards per punt, best in the country, 10 inside the 20. The details that Steve Buckley and his staff go after uh, in special teams, really a hallmark uh, for you know what they've done, I know over the years they've brought in running backs and they've produced. They've had just studs, but just the attention to detail on the recruiting trail, you know, uh, for what Steve Buckley does at Jones. So you know you've got you've got quality coaches up and down the state of Mississippi and, and in that South Division. Uh, there are no two better guys uh, than than Jack Wright and Steve Buckley, in my opinion on that South Division side. And when you look at Jones and Gulf Coast, you kind of called that on the in the South. But in the North now, you got 
you've got some teams, you know, East Mississippi obviously playing well. Northeast has probably been the biggest surprise. You've got also a surprise that the way that, that Holmes has played this year, when all the smoke clears, Mike, how's the North going to come out? Look, the Northeast, 5-0. and The last time Northeast was 7-0 and was 2011. They've got East Central and Coahoma. They'll be favored in those two games. The wild card question is they're going to have to beat either Northwest or East Mississippi to get into uh, the MACCC playoffs. So we'll see. But look, what Greg Davis has done in Boonville is nothing short of remarkable. He's competitive. Remember, he knocked off uh, Hines and East Mississippi a couple of years ago. Uh, he's gotten into the playoffs, I think, in 2019. He's been there since 2015, where Northeast is pr- primarily a basketball school. Yet Greg Davis has found a way to win consistently at Northeast. And, uh, look, he'll have his hands full with uh, Jonathan Webster and East Central tonight. That is a vastly improving football team. Uh, you give Webster a couple of more years on the recruiting trail, you know, look out. You know, he, he, I'm not saying they're going to get to the Jones Golf Coast level because, you know, facilities do matter. But uh, they will be grossly improved uh, under Webster uh, at East Central. And then also, um, you know, you talk about uh, uh, Northeast, uh, back to them. Look, they got three or four. They got four really good linebackers that play. You know, of course, C.J. Barney's back there. He was a preseason second-team All-American. Keaton Thomas is back there. They are a good football team, guys. Uh, you know, we do a segment on our podcast, the Chuko Weekly Podcast, Shot or No Shot, Can Northeast uh, Get Into the Playoffs? I think they compete. I think they can, they can really give East Mississippi and Northwest a good run for their money uh, in, in four quarters of football. That that game is one that I'm going to be interested to watch tonight. I just know from the Jones perspective, we go every time we go to Decatur, if you don't play well in the first half – they're going to hang around in the third quarter, and they're going to make a game of it in the fourth quarter. And so, Northeast Mississippi better not allow East Central to hang, you know, to 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 hang around. And you just hope they're, you know, they got extra time to to play, uh, for, prepare for for scuba, uh, with it being on a Saturday next week. So I'll be interested about that one. I do want to go back to something you said about Jones. You mentioned Bart Edmonston Jr. A lot of people don't realize it's a pretty cool story. His father, Bart Senior, uh, they live in Ocean Springs now. He was on the uh, he played for Steve Spurrier on the national championship team at Florida, and I, I'm not I'm not sure, Mike, if we have had a specialist. I'm a, I was a punter by trade, so I, we we appreciate specialists on the show. I'm not sure that we've had a specialist that will come through the JUCO system in Mississippi that might sign Power 5 like at a very high level next year. He's flying under the radar. He's 40, 47 yards uh, per punt now, as you said, but he kicks field goals. Uh, he, he hit a really long one a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure, and I'll have to go check it out, but I'm, you're, you're talking a guy that could probably start um, at the D1 level, and he probably will sign Power 5 after this season. Yeah, and look, but, but he's not under the radar at Juco Weekly. I mean, we've been we've been following him for a good three weeks now, and he is consistent. So uh, I agree, and, and and it's just look with the computer and the internet now, it's just a matter of time. Uh, you know, here especially when we get into November, how things will start heating up for it. But you're right, he is he is something. Let me ask you this, Luke: What's the latest on Trent Howell? He got banged up last week at Jones. 
trying to find some out uh, some info on him. What do you? Yeah, hear? it's just it was an it was an ankle injury. They iced him down. He didn't go back in. Um, I haven't heard anything. You know, we we haven't. There was no change on on any of the two deep. So. If, if he's not going, they'll just rely on Omar Johnson. Trent Davis did play last week. But, you know, that creates a situation where Jones is, doesn't have D.J. Smith. And so Brax Garrison stepped in through, you know, 190 yards last week. But the Hines held them like 87, 88 yards on the rush. So it'll be interesting to see whether if they're down a back tonight and have to rely even more on, on Brax Garrison, who's who's in there for probably the rest of this month as uh, as Smith's lower leg heals up. Well, November 2nd is coming up pretty fast. You know what that is? Golf Coast at Jones. Yes. Absolutely. That'll be something to watch for sure. Well, nobody covers junior college sports like they do at JUCO Weekly. You can follow them at JUCOweekly.com, including the the, uh, podcast. We suggest everybody give it a follow and give it a download. Mike Frazier, continued success. We thank you for all the hard work, and we value very much junior college sports here on this program. And, again, nobody does it better. Thanks a lot, Mike. Hey, thanks for the opportunity, guys. Really appreciate it. Take care. All right, Mike Frazier, everybody, as uh, Kelly said, Juco Weekly. Uh, so you're going to be pretty humble around Luke tonight, is that right? Well, Jones is clearly clearly oh. the favorite. Because uh, like, let, let me tell you something. Several years ago, the Redskins played New Orleans in New Orleans, and the Redskins got beat, and Luke was not humble. He was not humble about it, Kelly. Well, at Pearl River, we're, we're just, we'll just say. No, no. You, usually what happens with me I'll keep my mouth shut on the front end. And if I get beat, so be it. But, um, you know, previously mentioned former franchise mascot mm. and fan of that franchise on this show talked pretty good leading up to that game. So, mm. uh, just so- who that just sat there and listened and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, and yeah, it'll be a good game. And then when who that, Dropped a second, third, fourth, eighth, tenth line on them. Guess what? I talk after the fact. And all I was doing was affirming objective historical facts that had previously occurred in the last And I was stuck in traffic, tears rolling down my face, and I could not get away from him. There's nowhere to go. Well, there will be cat fights on the basketball court and on the baseball diamond as well. So at Pearl River, we're very much looking forward to those clashes. Yeah, we love Pearl River Community College and Jones College, and uh, we're proud to be associated with them. We're lucky to have them both in our no backyard. Question. No question. We're going to wrap up the Eagle Hour next segment. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Rain in the forecast. It never rains at DBAT and D1. Great facilities. Get in the shape of your life at DBAT and D1 Training in Hattiesburg. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. We will be at Southern Bancor tomorrow, right, guys? Absolutely. Jay Ladner is going to be joining us. Uh, will East with our high school update. Daniel Stewart, the Bulldog Slayer himself. 
from Southern Miss Baseball. And we got another guest, Kelly, right? Yes, from the NCS or 4S, which is the National Center for Spectator Sports well, Safety and Security. Biden doesn't have to say that. Stacy Hall, that's uh, that's on campus. They're going to talk about a new former research. Southern Miss soccer player, Stacy Hall. That's right. That's right. So Good show the tomorrow, best ever Southern Bancor. We always. Enjoy being down there with our good friends at our studio sponsor, and we're happy to be down there tomorrow, Luke. All right, little news and notes. Tennis, ITA Regionals in Auburn um, today. Track and field at the Crimson Classic. Guess where that one's going to be? Uh, Tuscaloosa. That uh, starts tomorrow. Women's roll volleyball roll. at home, 6 p.m. And uh, with no football on Saturday, women play not only um, at tomorrow night at 6, they play uh, Saturday at 2. And Coach Hazelwood said earlier in the week, Go support these ladies. Um, this, is a, this is a big game um, in the West in, in volleyball. Then, as we talked to Eddie Brescher a little earlier, Fallen Oak Collegiate gets started this weekend down at Fallen Oak in Socher. All right. Good news on the football front. All right. Are you ready for this? Okay. I'm ready for ready? something good, yes. So uh, different you know, um, recruiting agencies put out recruiting rankings uh, for classes. Now, this is the class of 2024. 24-7 has Southern Miss in second place in the Sun Belt, closely behind Appalachian State. Southern Miss with 17 commitments. Rivals, same ranking, um, has Southern Miss second behind Appalachian State in, uh, in recruiting rankings for the 2024 class. FanBuzz put out an article and has the Golden Eagles as the top recruiting class in the Sun Belt, particularly the top three recruits, Christopher Jones, Caleb Moore, and Aaron Travis, listed not only uh, helping the Eagles to the top recruiting class, but those three are the top three recruits in the Sun Belt right now. Caleb Moore, of course, out of Oak Grove and Hattiesburg, a defensive tackle. Christopher Jones out of Hartfield and Flowood, a linebacker, and Aaron Travis out of Grenada, a uh, defensive end. Miles Adams out of uh, Flemington, Alabama, another defensive tackle, highly rated. John White, the quarterback commit out of MRA, is listed at 16th uh, recruit overall out of the Sun Belt. So, yeah, there you go. Positive news. Um, we may not be seeing results on the field right now, but there are some studs. And and but let's let's be honest, guys. To be objective, you you gotta you win and you take care of things on the field, and that's how you hold commitments. Because you got to feel like when in in a world of you know grabbers and snatchers. Um, you want to hold down these guys that make commitments to you early on, and because they're the next, you know, class of Golden Eagles coming in. And as these some of these younger guys, you're they're coming out of high school. They need a year or so, you know, to to grow, uh, to add their freshman fifteen or get stronger, you know, because weight programs certainly at the high school level are not as scientific as they are at college. So, um, uh, well, you know, the the problem. Overall, Kelly, would you agree with this? We just live in a, a society now where there's no patience. Everybody wants everything instantly. And sometimes good things don't instantly come. It takes a while. You have to be patient and keep your head down and work. And what makes it worse is that because of the transfer portal, you know, because of NIL, there are you're seeing instances, and, and people will throw this one out, uh, Texas State. How DJ Kinney has, you know, got Texas State in his very first year, you know, has got Texas State winning. That has not been the case at, at Southern Miss. But what, and again, we're not defending anything. We're just throwing facts on. You don't know where any of these different programs, you know, Kane Womack had success in his first year at, at South Al. 
you just don't know where any of these programs with new coaches, where their starting point was. You don't know how, you know, how barren the cupboards were when they came in. Right. Some of them might have had a lot more talent than others. Right. That's but right. obviously, at some point, you got to win games. That's right. Do I understand Kane Womack's on the show Monday? He is scheduled to be on our show Monday. Uh, we're, we're glad. Uh, you need to cue up the Southern Miss fight song when he comes on. <laughs> Just remind him of his heritage. Yeah, my, my neighbor know, and friend Gary Grubb said Kane Womack spent a many a night on his couch. He said it wasn't unusual at all to get up and come in the living room and there laid Kane Womack sound asleep on the couch. Yeah, Kane was raised right over here by the Oak well, Grove Middle School. Yeah, I'm going to remind him about this Monday. Uh, there's a text message I sent to him on Sunday, May 7th, with three brooms as Coach Barry and the Eagles swept the Jags. <laughs> Kane replied back, October 17th. Oh, so, wow. yeah. That's, it's, right uh, on, it's right on us, isn't it? I, I, may not, I may not should remember, cause him to remember uh, the sweep that the yeah. Golden Eagle baseball team put him on. Well, we're glad so. to have him on the show. We'll, we'll have our normal Monday football show on Wednesday. We'll have Coach Hall and we'll have Lee Roberts on the show Wednesday of next week for obvious reasons. Uh, they're playing Tuesday night. But tomorrow we will be at Southern Bank Corps in Midtown. We'd love to have you come by and say hello, and we sure hope you'll tune in. Bob is uh, back in the running in these picks, Kelly. He's he's he slipped. He's, he snuck up on us. He had a great week compared to us. Just be ready, boys. It's coming. Southern Miss to to the the top. top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.